0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I believe yeah, me. Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is
2: more cometsy. As long to see yeah, yeah, me. Blessing yeah, when the land is more cometsy.
0: Right, welcome to ShrimpNet, the podcast brought to you by the Shrimp's Trust. Uh, Thanks for listening, stroke watching, to this, the third instalment for the 23-24 season. Uh, Joining us later with all things off the field uh, is Commercial Manager Martin Thomas, but meanwhile, myself and Joel will uh, will gracefully kick on with the on-field stuff. Um, Safe to say, Joel, um, (laughs) Mansfield Town at Field Mill, not quite the performance that we wanted, not quite the result we expected, um, I think there's been a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I understand people who've paid the money and gone there and seen as very, very underperform. Um, but we were tipping Mansfield as being there or thereabouts, weren't we? So it was no real surprise to find that they've got a lot of experience. Nigel Clough's assembled a really good depth, depth squad there. Uh, he's taken two and a half, three seasons to do it, um, as he's acquired players as they become available. Um, he's got a very, very useful forward line and a useful experience midfield as well as a useful experience back four and i think in the end that's what that's what's done for us because we had the an average age of 23.
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day i think like you say they're a really good side and i remember going over when we went over the um the squad list last week and just looking at the quality and experience that they had in, in that squad it, you know you can see why well actually you know what i mean if you look at the bookies odds they're not actually quite as no. they may have been in recent years, but I think that may be a little bit of just because they've kind of fallen at the playoff hurdle quite a lot over the last few years. But I think if you look at this squad that they've got in comparison to recent teams, they've had this—it's it's really, really good. It's probably and to us, watching their performance on Saturday, they're one of the better League Two sides I've seen in recent years. To be honest, they, I thought yeah. they were fantastic. I thought Nigel Clough likes to play that diamond shape, and yeah, they moved they, it really quickly. Yeah, they, they, moved, they moved, moved it yeah. really yeah. quick. The 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 way they passed the ball around was really nice, and it was much more purposeful uh, than a team that we played on Tuesday night. Uh, and <laughs> had a bit more, uh, bit more bit more zest about it. But I think obviously you're away from home as well. I think there's a few things that have combined in that performance. Obviously, as a, as individual players, you know we probably underperformed a bit. Uh, I think tactically, I think we went for a three-five-two. I get why Derek did it. They've got a big You know, big front line, big, big front two basically in Aikens and Reesoaks, or could have been Jordan Barry, you know. And we maybe we wanted an extra center back to help deal with that. We had love, and then we had that uh, love coming into midfield. He did a man marking job on Keeler Dum. And I thought for the most part, he did okay. But then obviously, look, he's a quality player, Keeler Dum. He gets, he spins away from Donald on the touchline, wins the free kick. And that's where the first goal comes from you know it yeah. Happen, like you yeah The good players and sometimes they'll polish you and then you have one slip up and they'll polish you sometimes and uh that's that's kind of what's happened and I think ultimately look with the, what we've tried to do is we've tried to have the it feels like we've tried to have the extra man at the back and do the man marking job and Keeler done. Yeah. but tactics I think it's it's a Rafa Binita's quote this I think it's something about tactics are basically like a blanket that's a little bit too short. You either cover your feet but you've got your kind of chest and your shoulders exposed. Or you cut, yeah. you pull your blanket right to the uh, right up to your chin, and you got your feet. And your face feet face. are cold. Yeah. The, the 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 feet we had exposed in this situation was they had a four man, they had four players in centre midfield, and we only had three. And they were, yeah. I think that's what largely contributed to them having such a high percentage of the ball in that first half, particularly. You know, they, they had about eighty percent possession, and I think that wasn't quite by design as it was against Notts County. I think a lot of that was just they had that, that extra man in midfield, and they found it and they kept on having players to to be able to move the ball around us and they did it with good quality and good purpose and you know they've deservedly won the game and fair enough you know it's it's how it goes you know but we've gone to a a really good side away from home we've tried something a little bit differently tactically it hasn't quite worked worked, you know what even if we got the tactics spot on there's still a reasonable chance they would have beaten us because of the quality they have but that's football sometimes that's how it goes and yeah, I think there was maybe a bit of an overreaction. It wasn't a great performance, but it happens. We move on, and as we saw on Tuesday night, which I'm sure we'll come to in a second, you know, we performed fantastically well. So, you know, you know, it's four points from the opening three games. That's all right. There's a whole season ahead. It's one game, bad performance. You, you know, we, I think well, it, it's
0: it's funny, isn't it? Because looking got, at the uh, yeah. looking at the results from the other night, obviously. Um we did mention a couple of weeks ago that, that Gillingham will be there and thereabouts. And sure enough, they've had a, quite a magic start. They've had a three from three, but they're the only ones, which yeah. just goes to prove that everybody can beat everybody else, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. And, you know, maybe on another day, we'd have turned up, I don't know, a bit of food poisoning in the Mansfield squad. They, they're they not feeling quite right. Mydell Clough decides to do something weird tactically. I don't know, you know, and, and, and we beat them on the day or we just have a really mega performance, you know. And there's, it, 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 you know, football, there's lots of random things that can affect a result obviously over the long term course of the season you'll see who's really the best but but you know on yeah, the day it's... sometimes these things happen and it wasn't a great performance and
0: it, it was it was look, it was it was i'm happy to say it was it, we were we were poor we were really poor but given the fact that um we spent most of the game most of the game chasing our tails uh and we were, you know, up until... If, it's funny, because I was saying, if we'd have got in at half-time, I'd have been quite happy with that, and then change it up in the second half. But we didn't. And that sort of kind of changes the game, doesn't it, a little bit, when you're sort of, uh, you know...
1: Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I thought we started to get to grips with things in the first 10 minutes in the first half. I thought we kind of, I thought we worked out. I think we were finding the balls into our front two a little bit better. And then, obviously, we changed shape. I think we went to a diamond to match up with Mansfield. But... In that transition, switching Love onto the side of the diamond and Jan coming into uh into CDM role, into that midfield role. We've we've lost yeah. Keeler Dunn and he's gotten away and he's and he's had a free one at the fence, and you know, that's how it goes sometimes. I think in that in that, in that kind of minute in of reshuffle when we've changed formation, Keeler Dunn's found a bit of space, he's driven in towards goal. We've not had the man to cover him and he's popped it away in the bottom corner. And Ending good finish. Day. Yeah, good finish. Khan kept his cool and that's football. Sometimes you know, and it happens. And you know, like like I said, you know, we've we've shown on on Tuesday night that you know, hopefully, it is just a one off. And we tried something a bit different. We didn't quite play that well, and we lost to a really really good team. You know,
0: and it, it, I think again, I said it at the start. I think we've got we've got so many young players, particularly in, in, in our attacking threat, comes from uh, JJ and. At blocks and adam and and melon and they haven't got a lot of experience at this level probably the most experienced one looking at his 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 list the list of performances is adam Mayer um but it just wasn't sticking it was they were they were they were high pressing we were rushing our passing our touch wasn't great you know blah 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 and it, it it's it, it's a similar complaint if i if i use that as a segue into the knox county game on tuesday night A lot of people were complaining. I was really, really happy with the point. I thought we nullified them. And the longer the game went on, I thought we looked the stronger. And they'd they'd run out of ideas by the end. Uh, But obviously, the first 45 minutes, they kept the ball really well. But I think we'd sussed out how Derek did a good job in stopping them playing. By the second half, the keeper was the one who was doing all the distributing. And his distribution was bloody awful. And so we'd sussed them, and Derek Brock, this is my opinion, that the Derek Brock subs on, and they made a slight difference, and, you know, Mickey Mellon could have could have maybe snatched it. Maybe he doing the right thing was laying it back to him. He was steaming in at the D to smash it over the bar or have a go himself. I didn't begrudge him it because they all put a shift in Tuesday night. I was really proud of them, given yeah. the experience that they've got and the money they've spent and the experience that we've got.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, with that Mellon chance, I thought he did fantastically well to by the little bit of room onto his left foot, it was, it, because you know he's right-footed, and that's where the the the, the, uh, the defenders expecting him to go. And he's just given him a little swerve, moved onto his left. Not, yeah, it's a difficult finish, and it's just gone by, But yeah, you know, fantastic bit of work from the box for I me, mean, I thought. But overall, like you say, it, it, it was a plan, and we what we 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 had a good plan for how to deal with the threats that Knox, Knox County have, and. We we executed it really well. It was great thinking from Derek to set things up that way. Uh, it was great execution from the players. You know, Derek can come up with the best tactical master plan uh, that anybody's ever thought of ever, but it doesn't really matter if the players don't carry it out. But the players carried that things out perfectly. I thought on a on, on on Tuesday night. So yeah, it was a fantastic performance. And you know, I've got I've got to talk about. The goalkeeper thing because a lot of people around me were moaning about the goalkeeper having the ball i've seen people few people moan online about the goalkeeper being allowed to carry up the pitch but like yeah he was carrying up the pitch getting towards the center circle thinking crap i've not got anybody to pass to i'm just gonna hit it long and nine times out of ten it was going out of play or fast was just winning it and exactly, th- that was quite clearly our plan and it was working you know i think not scanty had they they had that chance very early on I think before the yeah. game had settled with McGoldrick they've missed it yeah start of the second half they have come out like a bit of a rocket basically and they've had a good 15 minute spell but we've ridden that and, and for the rest of the game we were very very comfortable I, I think I thought we were comfortable for I'd say yeah, I agree. Seven, seven, I'd say for about 70 minutes of that game we were incredibly comfortable and we had a few patches I think particularly towards the end we were probably looking a bit more likely the team who were going to win it to be honest we had a bit we had a few chances Cammy Smith had a chance Obviously, Mellon's yeah. had a chance. We've had that corner right, right at the death, where it was headed back across, and nobody could yeah. quite get back on the on the end of it. And yeah, look, with with closing the goalkeeper down, we did it sometimes, and we but when we did it, we did it at the right time. We did it when, say, like Mellon would be cutting off one, he'd be cutting off the goalkeeper's left hand side. He had a centre back behind him. He'd look, he'd know over his shoulder that if he runs towards the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper can't pass it back through him. And if we had players marked. On the other, on the right-hand side of the pitch, then that's the time to press because then it forces him to go long, or try and cross yeah. turn you and fail. But uh, if, but those are the times that Mellon or, or one of our wingers would press. But generally, we let the keeper have the ball because if you. We stepped away, then we opened up another centre-back and they can pass the ball around us. Yeah, you right. get the ball yeah. from the centre-back or a midfielder, get it into their feet, they run into midfield and cause a problem. And what and that's what Notts County want us to do. They want us to kind of come out of them and they want to play the nice little triangles around us and then get a man staring midfield to push on at the pitch. And we didn't let them do that. We, and, you know, press, pressing is not, not about everybody running really fast at, uh, at whoever's got the ball. That's that's you know that's ten year olds pressing you know <laughs> these these are professional footballers you know, and yeah I thought I thought they for a bunch of nineteen year olds basically that is our front line they carried out their pressing duties incredibly mature very very maturely very smartly and with a lot of energy as well and it was really really pleasing to see and we, like like I said I thought we, we we really nullified them you know we made them really warm
0: and I, I repeat the longer the game went on. The better we looked because I, I thought they looked like they were getting frustrated they made quite a few subs none of them had an impact whatsoever
1: yeah they, they tried changing uh, shape yes yeah, they, they, they went to a back. some time i think at some point in the back in the second half they went to a back four and four, then actually yeah. we, then then we started finding a bit more danger because they lost the yeah, back, right. so they were a little bit more vulnerable when they were trying to build up at the back we had a little bit of danger their manager realized it wasn't working he switched back to a back three you know, it was there was a real battle going on, and yeah, look, for some it was one of those games where the excitement wasn't really in the goals and the chances; it was in, no, uh, it, was, it was the tactical battle. Yeah, it was the tactical battle and the and, and the players working and being smart, looking over the shoulders, covering the angles. You know, it was a really fascinating watch.
0: But the, the, the entertainment-wise, I get why people are complaining. But yes, they basically see it as two points dropped because you've got to win your home games. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I can see why you would say that, but ultimately you have to cut your cloth accordingly, don't you? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where it, it sounds like I'm making, I'm not making excuses. The only way, the only way that these young lads get the experience is playing in games like that, where the the following, the following instructions and the instructions change and then they change again. And then it evolves during the game. And following those instructions from the sideline from Derek and John McMahon, they come away with a point. And what was gratifying for me was, at the end, loads of people stayed behind to applaud because you could not fault any of those 15 players who played a part in that game from a Morgan perspective. They all put a bloody good shift in.
1: No, 100%. And look, like you say, you, you, you want to win every game and going having a plan to win a game isn't always about playing really on the front foot attacking football there there are 90 minutes to you know you've got you've got to go through periods to manage the game and to us on on the flip side a team like knots county say if they'd gone tune it up they'd use possession to manage a game they will knock it between their center backs and that and that that's fine that's that's a different philosophy and you know people have different ways of how they like to play football and that's why it's an interesting sport to watch but we've got our philosophy which is generally when you're coming up against a side like County. Let them have stale possession in their own half where they can't hurt you. Have that good block like we did in midfield, cut off all the passing options, pick up on the mistakes as they'll make mistakes. And they did make mistakes. And we were yeah. not too far I mean, from capitalising them on, on a few of them. And when you, yeah, know, we, you know, we, when, did. We,
0: we caught we caught them out quite a few times and yeah. just couldn't quite get the I mean, that's that's the only criticism I've got is the one thing that we must improve on is our in their final Third is we have to support the man with the ball because there was many times when May looked up and he wanted an out ball and all he had was Mellon. And the same with Tom Bloxham, you know, the fact that they were they were getting it sort of like just inside our heart of looking and Mellon had two on him. And then it was like, well, I've got to go back to like King or I've got to back, go back to Jan or I've got to give it a full back and go again. And that's, that's, just, that's just experience, isn't it? It's just, we need to get out a, a little bit quicker and that that that's and we will create more chances, but I think at the moment we're still learning about each other's games, aren't yeah. Me?
1: And then that's the thing you, you've got to know you know, you, like you say, you, you learn the players are learning each other's games, they're learning which, which, what kind of direction they all kind of want to run in, they're, they're learning to yeah. anticipate each other and what, what kind of passes they all like to play and what kind of passes they're good or capable or more capable of playing. And that's just that look, it's a young side, you know, it took a while to get things together because, you know, rightly so, Derek and Greg were working on landing the targets that they really, really wanted. Yeah. You know, people like Bloxham and, and Mellon and stuff. And, you know, you, you can you can see it coming. You can see the the gelling happening. It's just, it's not going to be immediate. The players have to learn each other. And this isn't a squad that's been playing with each other like Mansfield have for the past no. three, two or three years and have been building no. at this point. This is just basically all assembled over summer. And well, it's going to take a little bit of time to gel. I can see the progress. You can see it's working. Look at the goal we scored against Walsall. You know, that was such a lovely move. And they're having flashes, they're having moments, but you can see, yeah. Elsie, you got know, you gotta see Notts county are some good players and they're gonna make it hard for you. And I thought I thought in fairness, Notts County, yeah. when they lost the ball, they got numbers back very, very quickly. I thought that, yeah, that,
0: they did. that, yeah, that
1: they was weren't, they weren't just as hard. Yeah, they weren't just as hard. That was credit to them, you know. But uh, yeah, that that's <laughs> look you yeah we had a good game plan and it got us a point on another day. It could have got us three, you know, if Mellon managed to squeeze that, squeeze that chance in the bottom corner, that corner, uh, that corner we had at the last minute, if somebody's kind of dropped off and stayed at the near post and been there to kind of get on the cutback, you know, maybe we win it. And at the same time, you know, maybe uh, Jody Jones at the start of the second half, maybe he managed to get a little bit more over that half volley and gets it under the bar, you know, yeah, well, that, getting... I mean,
0: that, perhaps, other than that McGoldrick chance in the first half and that that um, ball no, ball. Lang, Langstaff had that header, but he he there was a massive two yeah, handed push on beddo, which the ref was like, No, no, no. Yeah and I mean, everybody yeah. everybody in the Halo Clarence so was like, Oh come on. Yeah, he it gave was, a caller, it, was, it just went like that.
1: It was a foul and but it also yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like they split us open with that. It was a good ball into the box rather yeah. than and a foul to get himself free. I thought that you know the couple of times they did open open us up, it happened a couple of times. But again, you know, it's they're they're a good quality side, and sometimes you have to defend last pitch and maybe rely on your keeper a little bit. And uh, you know, we but it was a game. It was it was a game with pretty high margins. I don't. I think a draw was probably fair. I don't think they had particular overall. The chances were relatively even. I thought. So I agree. Draw was a fair result. We came out with a really good game plan. And we've got a well earned point out of it against one of the best sides that we're going to come up against this season. And
0: it, it, the straight, the, the, <laughs> from the, uh, the man of the match point of view, we all, all of us in the Halo Terrace, we were like 20 of us put together, said Joel Senior without a shadow of a doubt. But when JJ McKean had got it, I was like, I can see why they've given JJ McKean that. But then uh, one wag said, uh, and the man of the match awarded to two blokes who have been sat in the bar all game, (laughs) because it did look like it, because senior was absolutely magnificent. But McKinnon played well. I thought Eli King put a shift in, as did Mickey Mellon. Uh, A frustrating game, other than that tackle on Crowley from Adam Uh, Mayer. That slide tackle probably got the biggest cheer of the night, didn't it?
1: I know, yeah. I mean, when we saw a bit of Dan Crowley doing what he does, running backwards of the ball pass, um, <laughs> running backwards of the ball and, and passing it sideways <laughs> um, but, no, uh, but no I thought yeah I thought yeah there was a lot of good performances but like like you say uh I think the senior was the one that stood out uh their their right wing back uh the main I'm not sure I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it so apologies for that but uh <laughs> he was—he's—he's he's a fantastic player. I've, whenever I've watched him before, I've, I've been super, super impressed by him. And I know that county fans, when he signed a new contract, they were very, very happy to hear that. I think a lot of them thought he'd probably be moving on. this summer but they've, they've persuaded him to stay, and good for them because you know he's a fantastic player. But senior did a fantastic job. Him, I thought. I thought it got it, it, as the game wore on. The main he was just less and less willing to take senior on. Take senior like, on, he, yeah, that's yeah. True. He just yeah. wasn't quite. You could see his kind of confidence going a bit, and it, you know, it was a fantastic <laughs> job done in there. And, and like you say, King and Songo in that in, in centre mid. It wasn't a night of them playing pretty football. It was a night of them very, yeah. very rigidly making sure that McGoldrick and uh, Crowley those in, in, the, in that kind of those kind of inside forward roles weren't getting any joy. Um, they yeah. did a fantastic job of that. So. You know that was all part of the game plan, and it worked fantastically. And you know we've got a well earned point against a great side.
0: And I think it's it's worth mentioning just as as Martin is joining us now. Uh, welcome, Martin. Hi, um uh, uh, We're just we're just chatting now, and I'm just at the point now, and I'm just going to mention that, Joel, uh, uh, get yourself a can. Um, <laughs> I hope that's an energy drink, not, you know, alcohol.
2: It is energy drink. <laughs>
0: oh, ferocity! Oh, hey, nice move. Nice move. <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to mention that obviously uh, the Notts County game, um, uh, it was noticed by quite a few that Jason was actually attending, uh, which obviously is the owner is perfectly entitled to do. Um, and uh, as we understand, he was there. It just happened to coincide with the, uh, the sort of on-and-off-field budgeted meeting that was taking place. Uh, and I know loads of people were saying, oh, what's he doing here? I'm like, well, he owns the club. <laughs> he's entitled to come and watch us. Well, after all, when uh, you know when we had a prospective buyer, he was there and had three quarters of a season of, uh, of, uh, of being there and he's not going to buy it. So um, I just thought it was worth mentioning the fact that, you know, people were reading quite a lot into Jason being there, but he was there...
2: Just to sort of like go through the budget, both on and off the field, and see how the club was doing. That's correct, wealth, isn't it? Um, I didn't see him really. To be honest, spend so much time. To that day, I'm literally run off my feet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, know. That's uh, at all the board level. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really have much time unless... on oh, that.
0: That's 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 the classic. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> that's
2: exactly what it is, Fraser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, looking at looking ahead, um, I want to chat a little bit while you're on martin first of all about uh how pleased the club are about the crowds
2: yeah i think the crowds have been excellent i mean the season tickets getting on for 2200 um it's a great achievement in league two i mean we will i think last time we we're in league two in a non-covid season the average 600. crowd back, Was it? sorry was it 600? 600, 600 season uh, It was about 650, but the average crowd, including on the day sales, away fans, and everything that year, was I think 2,400 odd. So to oh. get near that with season ticket holders is a great achievement. And I think it shows how much of a, a change we've gone through in the last few years as well. um We've put a lot of effort into growing that fan base. uh And it, it's easy for people to say, oh, yeah, well, people support us because we were playing Derby and Chef Wednesdays and stuff like that. But, yeah, they might have come for that reason to start with. But we've shown them what a great club we are when they've come for that experience. And they've bought season tickets this year as well. So it it really has been a a great effort by everybody concerned, uh, fans, everybody in the club alike, to to, to get that atmosphere. And and I think that's what we, we need here. And There's no better sight than the uh, Halo Terrace when it's literally bouncing and getting on top and, I don't know, a referee decision goes against us or something like that. That's when you really hear them. And it's good because it it really makes an effect on the team when you you hear that noise coming from there and the the roar and the passion. You can see why players react to it. it. It really is great. Yeah it, can, yeah, it can only help, can't it? And from that point
0: of view, Joel, um, four thousand six hundred, and then three thousand eight hundred and sixty the other night. Uh, credit to Walthall; they brought thirteen hundred. How many? How many did knock out? bring about
2: thousand? Um, no, uh, 649, it was six hundred and forty-nine. Seems to think. Let me just check. Um,
1: okay. I think it was around the season. It looked, it looked more than that, to be honest, didn't it? it looked was, more than that. i that was quite surprised they, they, they only had two thirds of the terrace, didn't they? Uh, six hundred.
2: Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, six hundred
1: and
2: forty-seven.
1: Well, in that case, then that's three
2: thousand
0: home fans, isn't it? So yeah. that's brilliant.
2: Yeah, it was three thousand two hundred home fans. Yeah, that's there. brilliant for a that Tuesday night. Really that's,
0: that's, that's yeah, that's that's fantastic. So I, I thought they would brought more than that, to be fair. So that's credit to the home fans, really, isn't it? But um think things like that, Joel, um with really long term fans, a bit like yourself, are gonna be in Dreamland thinking, well, we thought we might drop down to sort of two thousand at home, and yet three thousand two hundred, it is gonna make a difference in the long term, Joel, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like like you could like Martin's kinda of touched upon, really, like you get into League One and you think, well, is is have all those extra fans, is it just been about League One? But it's obviously we've made enough the, the club has made enough of an impression on them for them to be, to keep wanting to come back coming into coming into the yeah. season back in league two. And that and that's just such a positive and like you say, you know, when it, it's it's I mean, it's mental because I you know I've gone through my whole time supporting Morecambe at the at the at the well obviously I, I had a couple of years at Christie Park, but I was quite young at the time. But uh <laughs> yeah, right here behind please watching say? pictured but uh but then you know for much of that time there's been some great atmospheres but not but I've never seen it this consistently full there has been like you know there's, there's the odd cup game or something like that when it's been pretty yeah. cool but on the odd league game here and there but uh you know that, to see it this consistently full and, and it, look, it looks like it's going to carry on into league two again this season you know that's it, it's you know it's an absolute delight and it's really exciting and then obviously coming into a, a game like this weekend against Bradford where you know, Brad, you know, Bradford games have always been quite feisty, and they've they've brought a lot. And there's always been a really good atmosphere. And I'm really looking forward to kind of that carrying on into the Saturday and the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I think
2: have they sold out 1600, Martin, for Saturday? Yeah, they've sold out for Saturday. So it, it's going to be a, a bumper crowd. Um, just going to remind all our fans as well, it is a ticket only game. Whenever an away club sells out, we do have to make them ticket only. Uh, yeah. So no tickets sold on the day um so tickets are on sale until one o'clock in person in the shop and midnight online tomorrow uh right. yeah so 30%. and that's that's
0: this 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 will go out friday morning so that's
2: today isn't it, really? it is. so. yeah today so friday the 18th uh tickets off sale in the club shop at one o'clock um uh, but like i said they'll be on sale until midnight online
0: well, uh, let, let's hope we, uh, we get a few behind us. We'll chat about the Bradford game now. Um, interesting stat which has been mentioned on every single <laughs> every single EFL highlight show so far is that Bradford last season had more points away from home than they did at home. And at uh, all three highlight shows, I'm like, you told us that last time. <laughs> so um, It could be an interesting game, Joel.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm very, very pleased to see that Derek's already... Uh got the uh got the Bradford fans a little bit wound up by pointing out making <laughs> some very fair points and that which to be fair actually going back to his time at Bradford, one of the points he's made in, in an article he's done for the uh the local Bradford paper is that they they drew too many games they drew too many games that they, they should have won uh at home and the crowds turned yeah. against him and to us from what I saw I went to a couple of games uh Bradford games when he was there and I remember they, they had they absolutely battered Bristol Rovers but just can see the a daft last minute equaliser and they should have won that game. And I think that's, that that was a bit of a recurring feature for them. And obviously at a club like Bradford, when you've got a large crowd who had uh, a couple of seasons in the Premier League, uh, about, Twenty years ago, and it was the only couple of seasons they've ever spent in the top flight. Obviously, it's come to their heads a bit, hasn't it? But uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: that, I say I say that every season because it doesn't take long for a Bradford fan to remind you that they were in the we had we yeah. had Carmoni, we were in the Premier League, and I was going for two seasons. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, look at, the history, yeah.
0: look at, look, look at the history of Bradford Park Avenue with the bigger side up till the Second World
1: War. So yeah, exactly, that, yeah. So yeah, and you know, and if you know things go a bit sour, they tend to go very, very sour quite quickly, and that's obviously what's happened there. From, from, from a, as much as I can make out, uh, when the fans turn, they they really, really turn, don't they? Yeah, so, they do. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, it'd be nice, and I think they'll that'll probably just add another little dimension to the fixture, to be honest. And I know they've not started; they don't seem to have started the the season playing massively well. At the same time, they've got a very, very good squad. Uh, although they do have a manager who's improving at this level. Uh <laughs> because uh I think League Two is a bit of a different animal to the Premier League, isn't it? But uh I think he's learned that. I think he definitely well, learned yeah, that. I now. think he, you know, you'd think he might have learned that by now, to be fair. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, you know. It should just be a really good game. They're a good side that they've got a good they've got a good squad, Bradford. You know, we'll have to be wary of them. But yeah, hopefully good atmosphere at home to kind of help. Help, help, help our team out, and you know, hopefully deliver. If, if there's any,
0: well, obviously, us being us, um, we we uh, we went to a walking football tournament in Torrevieja in May, and uh, we were short of a goalkeeper, and we ended up with a, a, a guy called Joe McGuinness in goals, and he was from Bradford, and he said, "Well, I, I'll play for I'll play for your lads because Morecambe's Bradford by the sea." And I was like, that'll do for me, Joe. And uh, he was the most dramatic goalkeeper you've ever seen. He was more, you know when Barry Roach, you used to save it, and then fall to the ground. He did it every single time. But he was wow. top lad. So if Joe, if Joe McGinnis is listening or he's coming on Saturday, make yourself known and I'll say hello. But I, do, I the one thing I do like about Bradford is they always travel in, you know, Claret and Amber I Army. Mean, they always travel travel in massive, massive numbers and they're always good-humoured. The, given the fact that 1,600, there might be, you know, three or four idiots. But everybody else is always really really good and that's that's something to look forward to mountain isn't it because obviously we've, we've had we've had our issues with the bigger clubs in the past uh apart from people like sunderland and what have you but bradford tends to be always always quite a good natured one doesn't it really
2: yeah i think we've played Brad, bradford quite a few times in recent seasons except when we've been in the higher division to be honest um so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's always a good game i think uh there'll be a great atmosphere um, on, on like say our support's been great this year so we know that I'm going to say about 4,800 uh, crowd so we'll beat the one that uh, we had against uh, Walsall um, I think it's... Well, been- yeah. you,
0: you know Brad- Bradford being Bradford you know that we could get a few more of the Saturday home fans back
2: wouldn't you? Yeah I mean with the nature of the fixture we've had to put a few restrictions on purchases uh, this week to ensure the safety and security of it, our home end, to make sure we don't yeah. get away fans in there and things like that. So um, it's you've got to have been to three games at the stadium last season uh, or uh, be a season ticket holder this year to get you uh, tickets. So um, he's not one where you can just rock up for the first time, unfortunately. As much as we like to encourage new fans, we have to make sure there is home fans in the home area only. So. Um, but, yeah, it'll be a good-natured fixture, uh, good support from both fans. Uh, I know there's quite a lot of uh, Bradford fans local, including some of our sponsors as well. So. Enormous. Enormous. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it'll it be an interesting game um, and hopefully we'll carry on the unbeaten run at the Mazuma.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, we've, we've got four points so far this season and, uh, all right, that'll be our third home game out of the four games we've played, but... Uh... Four points from from the home fixtures, Joel. That's a pretty good start. Let's keep it going.
1: Yeah, I think as we've seen over the last few years, kind of. I mean, it, it really it started in the in the COVID season when there weren't any fans, but kind of continuing from that, you know, we started in our first season in League One, both under under Robbo and under Derek, we were stronger at home and. Last season, obviously, we were quite a lot stronger at home than away. Although that was, (laughs) I guess, that wasn't really saying much given our away form. But uh, (laughs) now we were a lot stronger at home, and we just generally looked a lot more competitive at home. And you know, it's nice. I I, think we want our away form to be better than it has been over the past year or so. But at the same time, ultimately, your home form is more important. It's where where most of your fans are seeing you. I mean, for a long, I mean, I remember for a long time under Jim Bentley, we always seemed to have a bit of a better record away from home. Um yeah. obviously look, all that matters is we get the points on the board i don't really care whether we do it at, ho- at home or away but you know I want you know ideally it's, it's going to be you do it at home a bit more so you know it's really positive to see that we're still cracking on with the home form like you both said as much as i like taking me with bradford fans a bit you know that they, they, they've always brought a fantastic atmosphere to the mizuma lots of fun memories of games you know over the years even going back to christie park I think that first game we ever had with them in the football league was a was a good one. I remember yeah. Rennie Howe scoring an absolute screamer to win it in like Oh, no, yeah. like that. that was absolute, a hell of a deal. So, absolute screamer. I know that was uh, that was incredible. I, <laughs> I think it must have been about 12, 11 or twelve at the time, and yeah, very fond memories of that. So, like you say, just looking forward to it. it. Should be a really good game. Really Howe, Really how? Really how? How how? Really
0: how? Really how? Really how? How how? Exactly. What a crap song that was. Who thought of that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, happy days there. Rennie. how? That was a great finish. I remember that one now. Yeah, Loving neck. <laughs> uh, happy days indeed. Right. Well, before we move on, I wanted to I talk about selection on Saturday because I and we only got a, a very very brief glimpse of uh, Mister Chu Thunder coming on at left back, but he he looked quite lively, didn't he?
1: <laughs> yeah, he looks a good player. And you know, look, Gilliam are going to be aiming for the. For, for promotion this season, look at the money they yeah. put in the squad and the and the calibre of manager that they've got, and the calibre of players that they've signed, and Neil Harris wanting to keep him there, yeah. I think that you know that that says something about Tutondas' quality. You know, Neil Harris wouldn't want to keep him, wouldn't want to keep him, keep him if he wasn't a good player. Yeah. So it's, it, I think it's a really positive sign-in and at the same time. He's come in just as Joel put on a performance like that at left back on Tuesday night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a headache, but you know, as the cliche goes, it's a good, it's a good headache to have. And yeah. you know, it, it, this is what you want in the squad. You want players performing well. You want them, you know, with their performances, basically metaphorically knocking on the manager's door. But you, you know, this is what this is how you get get the best out of your squad. Lots of players competing, doing their best to try and keep their place in the side. And you know. It, it, Hopefully, and that's thing. Having a player like Titonder in the squad, I think, can only be a good thing. I think will, you know, help us help us throughout the season. I think definitely.
0: And a, a quick mention. Uh, nice to see. Um, nice to see Jake Taylor come on uh, and have an effect. Because uh, obviously, it's the first, really the first time we've seen him uh, since the uh, since the Exeter injury, which I, I thought was a little unfortunate for him. He's been very very unlucky with injuries, but always looks like he's got something about him. Jake, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic player, and um, we, we we saw. I think when he was last in League Two with Port Vale, when he when he was fit and firing, he was probably one of the better midfielders in League Two. And I think yeah. it's a, it's a position that we've got some real, really good, real good depth and quality in. You know, people like Eli King, McKinnon's he showed himself to be very good. Jacob Davenport's a fantastic player, and now you know with Taylor coming back, we're really, I think we're really, really well stocked in the centre mid. Players who can create, who can put themselves about a little bit, so. There's a lot of competition for places there, and it's good just to have even more quality that we can bring to the side.
0: I think the only one that we've not really seen much of at the moment, through um, lack of opportunity, but now apparently a slight injury, is, uh, is um, Snoopy, Charlie Brown.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know he had an injury the other week, but I think he was back in the... Was he back in the, I can't remember if he was back in the squad on, the week, on Tuesday, but... No, on Tuesday um, he wasn't, now. No, yeah, wasn't. but yeah, and that's the thing, you know, hopefully... Look, it's a long season. There's, you know, there's a, there'll be a few cup games as well that he'll have a chance to prove himself, and hopefully we'll see a bit more of him. I mean, you know, it's a squad game in the promotion season back in League two. We have people like Macalindon coming into the side and having an impact, and you know, yeah. Hopefully he'll be, you know, I'm sure he'll be eager to kind of take his claim, and when he gets the opportunity, do do what he can.
0: I've got, uh, I've got this image of uh, Charlie Brown in the dressing room clutching Linus's blanket, trying to get better. <laughs> <laughs> But for those who know that that's yeah you'll get that sorry crap joke move on uh thank you for laughing martin uh, right martin let, let's chat about what's going on off the field because obviously that's why you're here uh and you've been a busy chap, haven't you
2: yeah i think we've had and a I real noticed, i noticed
0: there was another announcement today about flooring
2: <laughs> yeah so um we announced our shirt sleeve sponsor uh today um another good partnership for us um Sky Bet actually uh, gave up their shirt sleeve rights this year uh, as part of the new Sky deal that's been agreed with the EFL um, and um, it gave an opportunity for us to get some uh, another business on the sleeve and I've got to say John and uh, the team at Wright Floor jumped at the chance as soon as I spoke to them so it it, it was a great opportunity. They're local guys um businesses based in Manchester, but they're from uh, uh, Morecambe themselves. And uh, yeah, we see him here, season to get holders in the suite every week. And it, it was another great partnership to be able to get over the line. And uh, obviously
0: the rest of the uh, the commercial side has been going it, well. I, w- I was talking to Dale and he was saying it's been you've been that busy and you were, shall we say, you're expecting to have to work a little bit harder when we got relegated and it's actually been, you know, it's been still quite popular. Is that
2: right? Yeah, we've been popular. Um, I think over the last few years, we, we've grown our presence commercially quite a lot and, and looked at, at, at what we can offer uh, partners and the exposure that we have. And that's worked really well. I mean, we have not got the final results in for last year yet, but um, actually the first year that we were in league one, we had the second highest um, exposure uh, for a front-of-shirt partner out of the whole league. Um, and when, when you're up against the likes of Sunderlands the Shack Wednesdays, things like that, you're like, wow, this, this is really well. But we have ways. We've had a really good media team um, that helps us do that with Ryan and Harry and Dale. Um, they, they get it. And they really do get the the impact commercially it can have, and they're great. They they were all great to work with. And Dale now is looking at new ways that can help me get that message out as well. And it, it's all about working together and making sure those partnerships last. And luckily, we've got some really really good partners on this year. Um, the front shirt, we have three or four companies um, that were tendering for it. Um, so where,
0: where, was it was it was it a deliberate thing to go with omnia or, or
2: was it just ice bidder or what um no we looked at we looked at the partners uh what it would give um and um to see what there is um omnia came up with a, a great commercial package uh to support us and um it is a good partnership they got football but they've they've been a business that's got Huge turnover. They're a big, big business uh, with a national footprint, and the the package that they put in front of us was the best out of the three that we were that the mulling over in the end. And it it is great to have them on board, and they're really wanting to connect. It's not just we're sticking our logo on the front of your shirt and that's it. They they're really wanting to connect and see how they can help local businesses, see how they can help us as a business. Uh, and you have to look at all these things it's not necessarily highest bidder you've you've got to look at um at, at what the overall package is I'm not saying yeah, the value it is I'm not saying they weren't the highest bidder but um you <laughs> see you did answer the question in a, a politician <laughs> kind of way there um but yeah it is the overall package that we do look at uh, and what we can bring in and the term of it as well we, we've got a uh a long-term partnership with Omnia. Um, the first year is for the front of the shirt, but it is an ongoing partnership uh, that, that's longer than year one. Um, so we, we have to look at it from a, a multi-year option as well. And what about the,
0: uh, I mean, uh, going to the club shop, there's been lots of changes, lots of new stuff on there. How's that going?
2: Yeah, club shops had a really good start to the season. Um, the fastest selling uh, shirts we've ever had. Um, I think the last time i looked at it we we're getting on nearly a thousand shirts sold uh just over a, just over a month after release so really really positive uh to be able to go that fast that's about 50 of last year's sales already done in a month so really good
0: when it when it was released i said straight away god that looks like liverpool in the 70s and then liverpool pulled their kit out and it's exactly the same so it's a it's a popular design uh, and I can see why people have gone for it because it's it's sort of quite classic, isn't it, Joel?
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I was I, I've got a fondness for black socks, but I think it, the, the red socks look really nice this year. Oh no, uh, I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, it has to be red, white,
0: black for me. That's me. You, I'm you, a Man United is red, white, black.
1: Yeah. That yeah, no, that's that like, the problem. the thing that that's the thing I like about uh, our kits over the years, actually. There is a kind of a base of red, white and black, but it's interchangeable. I mean, it means we can mix the kits up each different year. And it's nice having that variety. Yeah, and yeah, some... and, but like I I really like the away kit this year, actually. I, I, I usually think white away kits, if you're playing red, are a bit pointless because uh, obviously you play against so many teams that you can't wear them against, like Stevenage or Cheltenham or Exeter, etc. But I actually really like this one this year with the black sleeves. I think it's fantastic. That's the one I've actually gone for this year. But uh, yeah, really, really nice to see the kits
2: doing really well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carl from the Terrace was the the des- designer behind it all. Uh, so they actually did the design on the shirt. They put a few different designs in front of us. Um I saw the white one and went, I like that. Ben when I like the white one, we then showed Les and like white. What do you mean white? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to wash white. Um, <laughs> we him a bit of extra Daz uh, this year, but uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah It wasn't popular with Les from a white point of view he he prefers the darker kits but uh when he saw the kit he's like that's nice (laughs) yeah it is I
0: must admit I'm I'm a I'm a a fan I'm quite a fan of the white one myself as well because the old one is just a bit too Liverpool and I I I do take what you say that red white and black was United in the 70s but they they mixed it up as well they tend to go mainly red white now and they lose their occasionally they have black socks but since they've gone back to Adidas, they haven't. So, I mean, you think the George Best classic United socks were black with the sort of like a red top and two white rings around them, which was the yeah. classic, you know, yeah. So I do take that point. But if you look at sort of Morecambe kits, particularly since, particularly since kits got into this sort of, what am I going to call it? Sort of the modern era of not cotton anymore, which was probably about sort of like the early 70s. We have predominantly always been sort of red, black and white rather than red, white and black. So I always sort of like predominantly like the red and black as the, as the more. But I do understand that obviously historically we were always red and white. And it, it, it always it always brasses me off and it used to brass me off. It brass me off in the 80s and it brass me off when we had Kev Ellison. When we, start, we went back to the arsenal red with white sleeves because i absolutely utterly hate that because it's got no black on it so i'm like every time we come out with that once it have be 10 seasons i'm like i'm not you well, know i'll, I'll
2: bear know. that in mind because we're looking at next season's kit already here for you. well
0: you see the, the thing is and you have to bear make, this in mind. make
1: it like arsenal now <laughs> just no, wind him no.
0: up. yeah but i'm, I'm explaining why because obviously you know everybody knows my other team's chelsea uh, we have uh, my best mates with the team to Tottenham. I've got another best best mate you know. and even the lad who, who we know who's an Arsenal fan. So I still
2: don't like it when Morkan
0: playing an Arsenal chair. So it's
2: like you know, <laughs> <It's> nice this year though. It is very. Yeah, nice.
0: oh, it is. I went, I like. I, I like it, but it, it's unique. It's absolutely unidentifiable apart from everybody with Arsenal. Now, the other thing that I always say about the kits is. I, I would I would always stick with some version just like Bournemouth do of red and black stripes, but I'd have white shorts because I think that that no yes, it's AC Milan. I'm aware of that, but um we played in that in a couple of seasons in the sort of early eighties, and it was a fantastic pit. It was uh, it washed really well, Les. <laughs> Um, and uh, you know, and we had red and black shut socks, and I thought it looked really, really smart. But that's—it's down to personal taste, isn't it? And it, uh, to be fair, if you're telling me that you have sold twice as many shirts as last season, and a lot of them is the home
2: shirt, then the Liverpool brand's working, isn't it? I think a lot goes into shirt design now. So, yeah, I know even just three or four years ago, we'd get manufacturers that just say, "Right, there's a choice of three kits," yeah, and pick pick your kit that you want and it'd be very like shopping in the Argos catalogue
0: yeah
2: oh, I'll have that one and, and they're all the same and I remember I think it was my first season here came out and I think we were playing Stevenage and we were both in the exact same training kit <laughs> Yeah, that's right,
0: and, right. that, and all the training tops this all the training
2: tops and all the management looked the same didn't they yeah, yeah. you're right and you just need to be a bit different now. And and I think that's where um, the partnership with Terrace has come in invaluable. They're a brand that's at the height of support of fashion. Um, So they know what people are buying from different clubs and things like that. So they they can even say what the people at Morecambe like by looking at their their buying trends and stuff like that. So we took a lot of advice off them. It, It wasn't necessarily a matter of what I liked or what, as, like, no, like, it, it's they can advise what's going to sell, and it, it's really important that players are comfortable in it and things like that. But it's also going to be a kit that people want to buy, and yeah, I think yeah. that's where where they came in. Um, and with the design, it, it's, it's a great design. Um, but I think it, it the club shop now goes beyond kit, uh, oh, yeah, it, it's. I mean, looking at it on Saturday, on match days and you look and go, oh,
1: we've had
2: a busy uh, Saturday. I bet we've sold loads of shirts. Then I look at the product breakdown of what's sold and it's less than 50% shirts. It's a hoodie, a t-shirt, cups, uh, plots, chopping boards. Um, I think there's about six different pin badges that is in there now. It's... It really is. The selection in there is just amazing, and I, I think yeah, uh, easy, right? if you go in there and want something more, you will come out with something that you want rather than just buying something because for the sake of buying it, they, they really. I, like I, I quite like that sort of red and black flecky training shirt that they come
0: out in. Where they, that's really smart, is that? Really yeah, cool. that was
2: a great one from Joma. That sold really
0: well for them. Um, yeah, it's good. It's really nice, is that? And it's just something a little bit different, but. Well, um, I'm, I'm with Joel. I quite like you know I'm a traditionalist. I quite like the away kit. I like the away kit. I like the away shirt. It's a little bit different. Uh, I like last season's away shirt in that sort of uh, sort of purpley with the gold sort of you know trim and stuff like that. I think we've had some really nice kits lately. I think they've been some of our best ones. I yeah. like the one with the, the red shirt with the white sash across it. I thought that was a nice one when we were in League One. Uh, I mean you could discuss this all night, couldn't you, Joel? But. <laughs> Uh, don't choose Arsenal. Sorry, what did you say?
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Sorry. Uh, the 74 one as well, the retro one that's been bought. Oh yeah, I was gonna say
0: how's that going? Because I've I've still got the original. You know, the Umbro when Peter McGregor was chairman, he did 20 years ago, he did he did a, a long sleeve version and I've still got it and it still fits me. And it's got Jimmy Sort of the number on the back and the actual proper Umbro badge and the Morgan badge. But the the ones, the short sleeve ones, how have they been going?
2: Um, we're on our second reorder of them now. Brilliant.
0: Because loads of people have loads of people have bought them and I, I went into I went into the festival market a couple of weeks ago to get some stuff and the bloke on the sweet stall was wearing it. And I was like, bloody hell, it's nice to see that. It's fantastic because it brings back
2: April memories, doesn't it? So Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's the thing now. You walk around Morecambe now and it's not Man United or Liverpool shirts so uh, or anything you've seen, it's Morecambe shirts. And yeah, whether be retro, whether be modern. I mean, you go up to the community sports and look at the soccer schools they're doing, they're turning up in Morecambe kits. Yeah. People are, are coming from a young age, they're, they're enjoying it here. And the fan base is only going to grow. We're doing the right things. We're getting the fans engaged. We're getting the kids engaged with the activities that community sport do. Uh, with the flag bearers, with everything like that, going into schools. I know the players went up today to do a um, to meet the kids that run the uh, summer holiday camp uh, that's run by community up at Mossgate. Uh, Baz and a few of the lads went up there to see them, and it, it really makes such a difference getting the kids at such a young age and and getting them engaged. It really is good.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good thing, and like you say, we'll. Uh... We'll be in a situation maybe in sort of like four or five years time where we you know we've got a new owner and we need a new stand down the tyson fury side because it's you know <laughs> but look what what's going to happen there is that furosity is going to make so much money for tyson that like, he'll just give us a stand down that side because you, <laughs> you you're, you're promoting it for nothing so you know it's no about that,
2: it? <laughs> um but yeah
0: what does no. it, t- it taste like that
2: anyway um this one's really nice that one it I can't say what it tastes like. It tastes like another drink. Uh it's like oh, a, ah. you don't uh, want to say a, that then. A tropical fruit drink that's recently been rebranded, shall we say? Oh. Like ah, it. right. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, got you. It is yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Really, really nice. It's not got that massive sugar feeling that most energy drinks have. So yeah, it's really good. You probably needed that coming on to talk to me and Joel, to be fair. So. <laughs> well. It's uh, we're still open at the moment We're the shop's open tonight for um, the academy. So we're getting all no, the academy kits out tonight. So everybody, oh,
0: right, right. I wonder,
2: I wonder what you were still, still
0: doing there.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, don't use the word, it's late at night. But um, yeah, we, we're still there and uh, servicing all the academy kids at the moment. Oh, hence and,
0: and the
2: uh, and the drink was needed there. And drink was definitely needed. <laughs>
0: Uh, right John you got any update for us from the from
1: the trust nothing really new since last week obviously just a reminder about the agm on the 7th of uh on the 7th of september i think we'll be uh i think there might actually be a vote this year for uh for board for board members Ooh. so uh we'll be sending some details out about that uh over the next couple of weeks and yeah you can come along please you know it's at the club it's at the uh local choice suite and should be a good night
0: and uh that's that's about it for this week we've uh, seemed to have covered just about every topic that was uh, was going to come up we shall return next week hopefully with a, a positive um well yeah a positive performance again brad would be nice i'm not necessarily bothered about a, uh, an 8-0 win but i know, am Derek
1: we... cupping his ear to the away end <laughs> 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 yeah
0: that, that, actually that would be funny but like i've said I have quite an affinity with the people from Bradford. I think they're good sorts. And, uh, you know, uh, they follow the team. But, you know, it's it's one of them things where you've got to put that aside and say, yeah, we might be Bradford by the sea. And we might use these to be. I, 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 so I'm i sick of people telling me, Telegraph and Argus used to have an office on Victoria Street. I'm like, I know. You tell us that every time you come. Uh, and that's because that many people used to come on holiday that they used to... They used to say oh look i've been on holiday and tell the telegraph in argus on victoria street and they put it in the paperback at home pictures of them oh yeah so i was like i think those days are gone now but anyway never no mind
2: hey, it's so the, same it's- com- the same company as the visitor that's why they had the office
0: well yeah yeah exactly so there you go so uh this has been uh shrimp number three of the season it's been a jolly plenty to talk to you uh now i don't look like tinting with the the sort of like sun shining on the lack of my lack of hair because uh, the sun's finally got out, got out of my room here uh, thank you for listening stroke watching thank you to martin for coming on uh, and we shall hopefully see you on the terraces or if you're in jobs case we'll see you in the stand uh, throwing prawn sandwiches at people uh, and we'll see you uh, hopefully next week